This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C-Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Shlomo was a religious Jew living in France who had a very good marriage and had been married for 25 years. But unfortunately, he and his wife had not been blessed with children after 25 years. Some of his friends who were Lubavitcher Hasidim said to him, listen, for your 25th anniversary, why don't you come with us to New York to Crown Heights 770 and get a dollar from the Rebbe? Now everybody knows that the Lubavitcher Rebbe in his last years stood for many hours on Sundays, meeting thousands and thousands of Jews who would wait in line for hours on end. The Rebbe would give them a dollar and told them this dollar is for tzedakah. Most people would take the dollar and switch it, keep the dollar from the Rebbe, and give a different dollar to tzedakah. And the Rebbe had a moment to sometimes answer questions or give advice. And sometimes people just walked by and the Rebbe would say something, even though they didn't mention anything. And that was the special event of dollars. So Shlomo decided he was going to go to New York and receive a dollar from the Rebbe. And after he received this dollar from the Rebbe, the Rebbe did something that he didn't usually do. He handed Shlomo a bottle of vodka. And he said, this is for the wedding. Now Shlomo didn't understand because he didn't have any children. He wasn't planning on making a wedding. He and his wife were happily married. He wasn't planning on getting married again. So when he got back to Paris, he put the bottle of vodka away and just waited to see what this meant. Now, in the meantime, there was a young girl whose name is Sharon. And she was growing up in Paris with her parents. Her parents had mentioned that they were Jews, but never really taught her what it meant to be a Jew. When she got to her teens, her parents said to her, Remember we told you you're Jewish? She said, Yeah, okay, fine. You said we're Jewish. He said, Well, make sure that when you get married, your husband is also Jewish. She didn't understand. For her, it didn't matter what religion her husband was. They told her she was a Jew. She was a Jew, but her husband could be whatever religion didn't matter to her. So she said, okay, whatever, and put it out of her mind. When she was a little older and going off to university, her parents said to her, remember what we told you, make sure that you marry a Jew. Don't even date non-Jews. We only want you to marry a Jew. And so when she got to university, Sharon was trying to understand why were her parents giving her such a hard time about marrying a Jew and remember you're a Jew. She didn't grow up with anything Jewish anyhow. And so she decided to start reading up a little bit about Judaism to see what was such a big deal. And then she realized that there was a synagogue near where she was staying. And she went over there hoping the rabbi could explain to her why it was so important for her parents that she marry a Jew. And the rabbi was a nice person, but he realized that he wasn't really communicating properly to this young woman. So he said, listen, not far from here is a Chabad seminary, like a women's yeshiva for young Jewish girls. And maybe someone there could explain it better than me. So the rabbi wrote down how to get to the seminary, and she put it in her bag and basically forgot about it. But Shem's hand has a way of finding us and taking us to where we need to be. And a few days later, she happened to walk by the seminary. And when she saw that she was standing right in front of the seminary, she decided she'd go inside and have a conversation with some of the students standing around. 
So she started asking us some questions. They gave her some answers. She left. She went back to university. She came back to the seminary and she'd hang around and ask more questions. And eventually she decided that she really needed to invest some time in learning more about Judaism. So she took a break from her studies in university, became a full-time student at the seminary. After a few months at the seminary, one of her teachers had a shirach suggestion for her, a match. And so she went and she met this very nice young Lubavitcher chassid. And when they started dating, right in the beginning, the young man said to Sharon, I want you to know that I'm a convert. I'm a ger tzedek, a righteous convert. I wasn't born a Jew. He was a little worried that this might be a problem, even though the Torah teaches us that we don't question a convert that is, of course, a kosher convert. Someone can't just show up one day and say, hey, I'm a Jew. You have to have a conversion through a Beit Din and go to a mikvah. But as long as a person has a kosher conversion, from that point on, we never mention anything about their conversion. And it's something very sensitive, something that you have to be very careful about. But still, he was concerned And he wanted to make sure before things got serious between them that she understood that he was a convert. Lucky for this young convert, this chassid, she came into this whole situation not caring if her husband was going to be Jewish or not, so didn't bother her at all that he was a convert. On the contrary, it was perfectly fine with her. So they had a few very nice meetings, and they really started to like one another, and then they were ready to get engaged. So now Sharon went home to tell her parents the good news. She figured they would be so happy because she's going to marry a Jew. But she was shocked and surprised when they were so angry at her. Didn't we tell you to marry a Jew, they told her? Someone who wasn't born Jewish can never become Jewish. As far as we're concerned, he's not a Jew. Now Sharon knew the Jewish law, the halacha, that of course anyone could convert. But her parents, who didn't know very much about Judaism, they were told that only someone who was born a Jew can be a Jew, and they didn't even know that people can convert. So they got into this huge fight, how ironic it was that here Sharon is saying, you don't understand, of course he's a Jew. And the parents are saying, didn't we tell you to marry a Jew? And she said, he is a Jew. No, he's not a Jew. They said, if you marry him, we're never going to speak with you again. We won't go to your wedding and we're going to completely cut off communications with you. Sharon went back to the seminary and she cried herself to sleep. While she was sleeping, she went into a deep sleep and she had a dream about the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He said to her in the dream, Don't worry, this young man that you're about to marry, he's your soulmate, and it's a good shidduch. I will be with you at the wedding. Don't worry, I'll be there. She woke up in the morning, and the dream made her feel better. So the Chatan and Kala decided to get married in a very simple ceremony at the shul with just a few friends. In the meantime... Coming back to Shlomo, who he started with, he was getting close to his 40th wedding anniversary, and he wanted to have a grand party with no less than 500 guests at this party. And he started planning a huge party. At 6 o'clock in the morning, on the day of the party, the caterer called Shlomo. He said, Shlomo, I'm so sorry. Last night there was an explosion in the hall, and sewage and water flooded the whole hall. The food is safe because we prepared it in our kitchens but you can't have the party in the hall that you were planning. But the caterer told him, don't worry, I'm going to find another place. I promise you. Two hours later, the caterer called back. He said, we had great luck. It's a little smaller place. It's in a shul, not far from the original hall that you were going to have the the party in. So here, make some signs and tell everyone how to get there and everything will be fine. When Shlomo arrived at the hall, which was part of the shul, the rabbi came in from the shul downstairs, and he asked Shlomo, 
if he could spare five Jewish men from his party because there was a wedding going on and they needed a minion. Shlomi said, what are you talking about? Doesn't everyone have a minion for their wedding? And the rabbi explained that there was a fight between the parents and the daughter, who's the kala, and the chatan, he's a ger tzedek, he's a convert, and his parents are not there. And so it's kind of like almost two orphans that are getting married, and we don't have a minion. We need some more people. So Shlomo, he didn't hesitate for one second. He said, you know what? I'm having a huge party with 500 people here, and the chatan and kala will be my personal guests at the party. He told the rabbi, you come with everyone who's going to be under the chuppah, and you're going to make the chuppah in my hall at my party. And so they did. party for Shlomo's 40th wedding anniversary became the wedding party for this couple. And who were the ones that walked the Chatan and Kala under the chuppah? It was Shlomo and his wife. Shlomo and his wife who never had any children. And here the Chatan and Kala, whose parents were not at the wedding. When the chuppah was over, Shlomo had something to say. He said 15 years before, when it was his 25th wedding anniversary, he went to the Lubavitcher Rebbe for dollars. And he got a dollar, and he also got a bottle of vodka. And the Rebbe said, this is for the wedding. Shlomo was saying, you know, I never really understood it until now. And I'm still trying to figure out if this is the wedding. But at that moment, Sharon, the Kala, she gets up and she says, Shlomo, that bottle of vodka actually belongs to me in my chatan. And she told the story of the Rebbe coming to her in the dream. And the Rebbe said, don't worry, I will be there at the wedding. And it was then that everyone understood that the bottle of vodka that the Rebbe had given Shlomo 15 years before was for this very wedding. And it was the way for the Rebbe to allow Shlomo and his wife to marry off the young Chatan and Kala, and for the Chatan and Kala to have some type of parents at the wedding, and for the Rebbe to be there exactly the way that he intended. 15 years before. Ah uh-huh.